You, you, you are listening. You are listening. You are listening to the Fly Fishing ninety seven podcast. You know, I think that the fly fishing, like a lot of um, industries, is working on uh, inclusivity, right, and including everybody mm. that wants to learn how to fish and um, not. You know, and trying to lower barriers to entry, right? And so that people of all walks of life can learn to fly fish or fish in general if they like. And uh, so I think there's a lot of strides being made in that area. And, um, you know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, you've worked in a, you know, in an industry that's, you know, male dominated your whole life, whether it's trucking, oil and gas, or, you know, even fly fishing. And I'm like, you know, I just don't look at it that way because I think that. It is what you make of it, and you just have to get out there and really stay focused on what you want to do, and um, you know, and include others in that, and just bring people along with you know your leadership and your actions. Today on the podcast, we've got Linda Leary, CEO and founder of Fishy Wear out of Anchorage, Alaska. We'll chat with Linda in just a moment, find out what she's up to. Um, I also want to thank the Top 10 Cities for listening this time around as we just exceeded 136,000 plays. Uh, Thank you for listening in 2021. Number one slot this week was Danville, California, followed by Vancouver, British Columbia, then Phoenix, Arizona, Paris, California was next, followed by Maple Ridge, B.C., Denver, Colorado, Calgary, Alberta, Los Angeles, California, Camas, Utah, and Portland, Oregon. Thanks so much for listening and all the best in 2022. Welcome to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast, featuring interviews with passionate people within the fly fishing industry. We focus on guides, conservation, resort managers, gear, and talented fly tires bringing usable information to fly fishers. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by The Fly Crate. Theflycrate.com is your source for all things fly fishing. The Fly Crate offers a monthly fly club. We select patterns every month for your home waters. With membership, you'll receive flies created to match the hatch in your area, along with the Fly Crate's guide magazine, the convenience of having flies delivered right to your door, some sweet stickers. Discover new patterns and start stocking your fly boxes now. Theflycrate.com Here's your host, Mark Hopley. Welcome to this edition of the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Really stoked you chose to join us tonight. We're going to do what we always do, and that is talk with passionate people in the fly fishing space. And you're probably not going to find one more passionate. We've got Linda Leary on the line. Linda is CEO and founder of Fishy Wear out of um, Anchorage, Alaska, a, a brand that makes fishing apparel for women. Uh, she also owns Women's Fly Fishing, and educational outdoor travel company. We've got so much ground we can cover. Linda, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for uh, inviting us. Appreciate it. So I always like to start at the beginning. So why don't you walk us down memory lane? So if you had to kind of look <laughs> back at your fly fishing history, Linda, where did it all start for you? Kind of um, walk us through that journey a little bit, if you would. Um, you know, it started for me probably when I was in my teenage years or younger with my dad in northern Maine. So I grew up in Stockholm, Maine, which is not far from the Allagash and St. John River and all those, you know, famous fisheries uh, in northern Maine. But 
he was a um, fly fisherman and for landlocked salmon, um, brook trout, and you know just anything he could catch, pretty much in northern Maine and all the streams and rivers. He caught a landlocked salmon that was two ounces shy of the state record, which is his, you know, and that fish still is mounted on the stand, sits on the wall at our house. So. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it does. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Yeah. But I think some of my fa- favorite memories are after we always fished right after work. So as the sun, right before the sun sets, he and my uncles would go across the lake where we lived in the summer and they'd fly fish in these little streams. And uh, called Carrie Brook, it came into the Madawaska Lake, and we'd go over there and I'd fish with him. And sometimes we'd just sit and watch him, you know, it's just beautiful watching him cast and as the sun setting and just their silhouettes. And I, that's what I remember the most. It was just, uh, you know, one beautiful to, to watch and so much fun just the, watching them quietly talk back and forth and and catch fish. And yeah, it was, it was awesome. Cool. So, so very I- special. I always like to kind of go down influences. So if, if I mean, you, you alluded to a few already, but if you had to look back and the way I look at this, Linda, it doesn't have to be somebody that you even fish with, but who kind of molded, who kind of um, mentored you? Like, where did you kind of draw your inspiration? Uh, if you had to kind of look down the list, like, is there some people you kind of go, okay, this person kind of helped me along the way or this person kind of mentored me or, or this person influenced me. What does that look like for you? Well, I mean, you mean for fishing or just in general? I, I think I, I like to keep it kind of fly fishing based to begin with and we can, yeah. go, we can go into business yeah. and whatnot after, but as far as fly fishing. <laughs> yeah. You, you can see my natural tendency, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I, I wasn't. No, come Sorry. on now. I'm just. <laughs> so I was down. Well, my dad, you know, on the on the fly fishing side, definitely. And then as I came to Alaska, I would say, you know, some of the friends that we fished with over the years, and you know, all the guides, honestly, that we fished with, you learn so much from each and every one of them that you fished with over the years, and um, you can you just can pick up if you're willing to listen you just pick up little tidbits of things that you um, can learn. You know, I probably took my first real calfing class from Pudge Kleinkoff, you know, not that many years ago, probably 12 or 15 years ago. Cause before I just, you know, I was just fishing with friends or out with guides. Cause we'd go to lodges and we'd take clients fishing for years and years. And um, that's where I learned a lot of my fishing. Um, so Pudge taught us more of the traditional style of casting and we ended up buying her business when she retired. But, um, and then I would say, you know, some of the great guys out on the Naknek river, you've got Nancy, uh, Lyons and her husband, Heath, you've got Kate Taylor Crump and her husband, Justin, and then all the guys out of Sportsman's Lodge, you know, all the Western Alaska guys that have taught us over the years have just been you know fabulous to work with and have all inspired us to Mm. to do better and to keep learning so yeah well that's probably where a lot of minds come from yeah i love it and and full disclosure when i called linda she's like i'm driving in my truck i'm 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 just outside of anchorage so i know you're pulled over right now so we don't (laughs) come on now are you in at least you're in good cell zone right 
I am. I'm in great cell zone. So yeah, it. it's perfect. So it's perfect. Yeah. I'm going to, I've got a few random questions to throw at you. So, um, this, this is kind of engineered to give you a day to day in the life of Linda Leary. So in other words, when you're headed in your truck to your favorite stretch of water, what is playing on the stereo? Huh. Well, it depends what mood I'm in. <laughs> um, so usually there's something fun. Um, like every year I probably have a, a special new song. Like one year it was, um, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> oh, Lizzo, she has some fun songs, Dance mm-hmm. Monkey, or, you know, all the more yeah, fun, high energy songs that are. Sure. We like a little country. I like a lot of different types of songs, but yeah, a variety of music. How about that? Yeah, that's fair. So one, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to pigeonhole this one go-to fly pattern that you cannot live without. So if you were on your favorite stretch and you're throwing something on your river stream, what well, are you reaching for more often than not? Well, my favorite, I love to throw streamers and the, the Dalai Lama is probably my favorite. Uh, and, um, you know, it, I don't know. I just like, I like especially spay fishing and just big, big water and big heavy line. And that's, that's mm-hmm. really fun. Now this could go a few ways. Cause I know you were in Maine. I know you're in Alaska. Let's talk sports. So is there a, a pro team <laughs> college team? If you're pulling for your favorite team, what does that look like? Okay, because my husband's going to really laugh because I really don't pay attention to sports a whole lot. But, okay, so we lived in Seattle for a while, so I'd have to say the Seahawks. And um, the Mariners probably, you know, 20 years ago were really Love it. (laughs) You know what's funny? In a lot of ways, you're keeping it local. I know there's a lot of miles between you and Seattle, but I I totally, that's a West Coast thing. I I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great. And then uh, hockey. Um, there's a new team that a lot of Alaskans are involved in called the Kraken, which is in Seattle. So <laughs> I look forward to going and see them play sometime. So yeah, man, they they got cool jerseys. They've got some good energy, and yeah, that's going to be. I'm yeah. looking forward to that Vancouver Seattle rivalry. I think it's going to be good. Oh, but, it's going to be great. It's yeah. going to be great. <laughs> a lot of hockey players, a lot of hockey fans here. So yeah, the Sea Wolves are yeah. Sea Wolves is that is that Anchorage team or there? Uh, UAA Anchorage University. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think didn't Scott Gomez was he not? Is that a name you know? Yeah. 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 Yep. Scott Gomez. There's a bunch him. of players. I what? Yep. yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. There are. There's a lot of hockey players coming out of Alaska in the professional league. So let me throw this at you. Um, and and this is kind of a fundamental question. It's a bit philosophical, but I love to ask this question. If you look back at all your years on the water, fly fishing, fly tying, kind of just um, fly fishing centric, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned? Like, what's the biggest takeaway? Why do you do this? You know, I think for me, and I especially just having come, you know, I've done a lot of work in the past, you know, either as a, working with executives that we take fly fishing or, you know, people that are in high stress jobs, they could be in the medical field or nursing that, 
it's that focus that it takes to fly fish that makes you forget about everything else that stresses you out, right? And so it's just a way for people to relax and to be able to, um, you know, really uh, take a focus off their day-to-day. And um, for me, it's that perfect cast. I mean, I can remember fishing the Naknek two summers ago, and there's a... a bunch of trout boiling, going after a small bait fish, and I just cast into it perfect, and they hooked into this big trout. I mean, that was just like the epitome of like the perfect example of how it can work. Everything can work just right, and you, you know, and did it all yourself, and you're able to catch that fish, and yeah, and it's just it, it all worked right. Mm-hmm. It was, just, it was it, so much fun. Is that what it does for you? Like it just kind of gets that you know, day-to-day yeah. kind of get your brain off things? Yep, yep. It's just single focus, and you just forget about everything else. You relax, and it's just so much fun. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, people have high-stress jobs, and, and you know, what a great way to relax and to focus on one thing uh, that's not related to your, your day-to-day. Fill, <laughs> fill in the blank for me. When I'm not fly fishing, I'm usually doing what? working <laughs> yeah that's fair yeah <laughs> what, what what's the best uh, yeah. what's the best job you've ever had like are you doing it now are you living your best life yeah i mean honestly i would I, i've been very fortunate in what i've done in my career and you know uh and for me, it's really about the people that I get to work with, the teams that I get to lead, and the customers that we have. And, um, you know, really is what you make of it, right? So um, I was lucky enough to be in trucking and transportation for many years. And now I get to take all the lessons of what I learned in that industry, which was another, you know, it was really a startup when I started there and we grew the company and sold it. And then now I have you know, doing the same thing with fishing and trying to grow that. And at the same time, being able to help gals, you know, provide them with products that they hopefully love and they, that makes them feel confident and want to get out and explore the water and have fun mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, offer something that's, that's different and unique from what's in the market. Love so. it. Well said. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's flip that coin. What is the worst gig you've ever had like and you may have to go back a ways for this but what job did you do and you're like what the heck am i doing this for oh my goodness let me see oh gosh maybe once a teenager and i had to clean houses or something i'm like <laughs> or babysitting i'm not a good babysitter <laughs> <laughs> that's fair i get that yeah oh god that's a that's yeah. a lot of responsibility for not a lot of money like like can you yeah, like it it's is. like can you look after my oh darling my jewels <laughs> it's like yeah yeah i'm like oh not get uh, up for babysitting <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden cleaning a house doesn't uh, sound so bad yeah no no well mm. those poor people don't make enough money no no right? you're not wrong mm. So, okay, so let, let's get back to the water. We've got on the line tonight Linda Leary. Linda is CEO and founder of Fishy Wear, 
out of Anchorage, Alaska, a um, like a, a brand that basically makes fishing apparel for women, which, and as somebody that's been doing this a long time, I, I totally know where you're going with this because I think back, you know, I think back 30, 40 years and it was like, here's your waders, they're this size, here's how they look, here's how, you know what I mean? There's, there wasn't a lot of bells yeah. and whistles. And and I look at fly tying. I, I look at I look at where we are in this industry today, and it boggles my mind. But from somebody that's living it, breathing it, fishing it, talk to me. What, what made you start this company, Linda? Like, what what made you kind of start Fishy Wear? Um. Well, you know, I saw that there was a gap. There was a need for items for women and for men honestly too they want some choices as well and mostly the industry is traditional and color and uh style and why couldn't you change that up a bit right and make it especially for women have some pattern and some color and some fun and also be tech you know technical and uh, fit well and you know when you think about it when you go to work like if you're going to work every day and you're in a professional job where you have an outfit you're wearing, you know, you're wearing a suit and tie or whatever you're wearing, you what you wear makes you feel more confident, right? And like you're ready for the job. And the same could go for fishing where you want to be comfortable and you're going to be more confident. I mean, I can remember going out fishing, you know, and I moved to Alaska. I've got some old long johns of my dad's, right, for base layer. And <laughs> waders and you know you put that <laughs> stuff on none of it fits yeah. you're embarrassed to take your waders off because you got long jones underneath you know why why should that have to be right so i don't know <laughs> so we just decided to change that up a little bit create yeah. base layer and i and i and i enjoy i enjoy um running companies and starting things up and building teams and um growing and just trying to grow it so mm. Um, where did, yeah, where did you fun. get your entrepreneurial spirit from? Like, was this a thing you went to school and you're like, this is, this, is, I want to be a brand manager. I want to market things. Like, I'm always curious because I, I'm, I, I get a lot of, um, I don't know how to verbalize this properly, but, um, I, I'm a winemaker. So I, I work with a lot of brand people and I always find it fascinating how people come to, you know, this is our label. This is our Nike swoosh. This is our logo. This is our, this is how we see our customers or this is how we live our lives. And, and I think we're at a time in our lives to me where that is so important now. It's not, not everybody wants to buy the generic crap if you will. You know what I mean? Like that you mm-hmm. can really, yeah. you can really mm-hmm. single down into like, not only are you in the fly fishing space, you're in making, you know, you're wake, you're making things for women in, in the sport. Like for me, that's really, you niche the, I've heard it said the, the riches are in the niches and I, I get that. And the more you niche down, I think the more of that is true, especially today. So talk to me about like, what you're making and kind of the, the passion behind it. Like, like talk to me about that a little bit. Like why, why women's fly fishing? Why? Um, I I get what you're saying. There's not, I know there wasn't a lot of choices. I think that's an, that's an easy out for a lot of people. It's like, you know what? We saw a need and I get that, but how, how is that need being filled? And are you getting some great feedback from customers? Kind of walk us through that a little bit. Well, 
yeah, and back to your question on entrepreneurship, uh, I have an uncle who just turned 90. He's a serial entrepreneur. And um, actually, I just did it. I was doing it. I had to do a talk pre-COVID on entrepreneurship and growing your business. And, you know, for him, it was really taking good care of his employees and, and being able to grow a business that you're proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was also able to work for you know, over 20 plus years with two brothers that were true entrepreneurs that really focused on their employees and growing customers. And they love to grow businesses. And I got to grow up in the business with those guys and, yeah. and grow our trucking company. And I mean, just what a gift that was. What was me, the name right? of that trucking so, company? Yeah, I'm sorry. What was Car- the name? Uh, Carlisle. Carlisle oh. Transportation. Sweet. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and so we did everything was focused on our customers and taking care of them and and our employees. And then when you, when we did that, you know, it just you know things worked well, worked good for us, and we were successful in growing our business from you know eight employees to almost eight hundred. So we, you know, it was super fun, and that's you know we hard charged and 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 you know grew that, and mm-hmm. it was great. Um, and then, um, I, I think that leaving that, I knew that I, I was too young to retire when we sold and I wanted to be able to give back to something else and grow and create something that was creative. And I love art. And so you'll notice a lot of our products are based. Mm-hmm. So we have female artists that we work with primarily and some male artists, but a lot of mostly female and, um, we have a specific style of art that we like and we just really honor the art and the fish and try to create some very pretty products that, that are not too feminine, but they're, you know, they're not, but they're, they're not, they're nice. They're not too, too, not too much pink. Yeah, <laughs> but, well, and they're uh, unique. Some fine right? colors. Unique. And they're unique. And then we have a certain style mm-hmm. and a certain way that we lay them out. And um, yeah, so we just try to, and try to have a nice quality product. So, really our goal. so if somebody wants to check out your products, um, I mean, where, where do we go? Is, is it a dot com? Is it, um, you know, is it in retail? Where's the best, is it brick and mortar? Where's the best place to find your products? So, uh, if you're in Anchorage, we have a head, our headquarters are here and we have a, a storefront here. We're online, uh, com, And then we have, several wholesalers throughout um, uh, Alaska and the lower 48. Um, and um, they're all on our website, so you can see, and many of them are carrying our products um, right now, and that's been growing. Mm. Uh, luckily, we've got a great team of reps out there helping us to grow and spread the word, and we ship to Canada, too. <laughs> all right. Well, it is closer. <laughs> it's closer than the lower 48. So yes. <laughs> people forget Canadians that. are like our soul sisters. Yeah. We love, I, we love our Canadians. I always, I always feel yeah. like, uh, right. Alaskans are kindred spirits for Canadians for sure. They are totally kindred spirits. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and yeah. usually Seahawks fans. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All my buddies yeah. that are, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, here, I want to take it to the water for a little bit. So, yeah. um, if you had to get creative and kind of paint your dream day, so it, your perfect day, Linda, like whether you're chasing steelies or you're chasing trout or grayling, 
what does that look like? Like paint us a little picture. Kind of, are you hitting the a moving water? What kind of flies are you throwing? What kind of species are you chasing? What does that look like? Well, usually my perfect day on the water is usually October and it's cold and it's either on the Nakmek or Yagashik Narrows. And Yagashik, we're chasing um, Arctic char, which are just big, fat, beautiful orange fish that like pumpkins. That's probably like, I mean, that is just like the epitome of my perfect day to fly out there in a beaver. You know, it's like a 45 minute or an hour flight from King Salmon. You fly out there, you land, and there's nobody around. And just see so you guys, you know, you're fishing and you're, you know, they're fishing beads, you know, depending on what's going on. Sometimes flies, but mostly beads. And then on the knack-knack for rainbows, I mean, it's the first river. I, you know, I my first 30 inter there a couple of years ago and um that was just such like a big moment for me that i couldn't even tell anybody about it for a long time <laughs> i just wanted to like savor it for myself for a while did you say 30 <laughs> incher 30 incher yeah uh, 31 and a half inch Man. rainbow and that's an indigenous that was... rainbow that's not a steelhead no no no, that's uh, indigenous to the Nakmek, and you're killing me. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, that river has well, that river has some, and they are spectacular. And we spay fish for them with Dalai Lamas, and I mean, that's just like my that's my dream day right there. It's cold, and yeah, but and fast high water, but it's pretty amazing. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, so we at- did it again. Yeah. At the end of the day, is there a campfire? Is there something warm to drink? Is there something cold to drink? What does that look like? Oh, yeah. Lots of stories. You go back, and there's usually, but that time of the year, it's too cold for a, to be outside for a campfire, but <laughs> it's like <laughs> snowing. But you're warm. You're having a, you know, having a glass of wine. You're relaxing and sharing stories and photos yeah. of the day. And yeah, it's just the best. Is nice it red? Meal. Is it red wine, white wine? What, 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 what's going on there? Uh, white for me, but a lot of people like red, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but maybe a gin and tonic, but yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super fun. I, I, I want to ask you kind of a philosophical question. It's something I, I like to ask all our guests. And is there anything? The world of fly fishing has changed so much in the last, you know five, 10, even 15 years. Is there anything when you look at what's going on out there that kind of irks you or kind of, you went, oh man, I think we could do better at this or are we doing okay? Like, how does it look from your point of view? You know, I think that the fly fishing, like a lot of um, industries is working on uh, inclusivity, right? And including everybody. Hmm that wants to learn how to fish and um, not, you know, trying to lower barriers to entry, right? And so that people of all walks of life can learn to fly fish or fish in general if they like. And uh, so I think there's a lot of strides being made in that area. And, um, you know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, you've worked in a, you know, in an industry that's, you know, male-dominated your whole life, whether it's trucking, oil and gas, or you know, even fly fishing, and I'm like, you know, I, don't, I just don't look at it that way because I think that, 
it is what you make of it and you just have to get out there and really stay focused on what you want to do and um you know and include others in that and just bring people along with you know your leadership and your actions so i love it and i i totally get what you're saying like for me obviously i'm a guy so and and i i've you know, growing up, I worked in the fly fishing shop and I saw, I saw kind of the, I mean, you go back 30 years, there was attitude in fly fishing shops and it was male dominated. It was, it was, um, I, I just think that, you know, the way I see it and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we seem to be a lot more inclusive. And for me, that's a key. It's like, who gives mm-hmm. a crap? Who gives a yeah. crap how much money you make? Who gives a crap whether you're a guy right. or a gal? If you have a passion yep. for chasing fins and yeah. tying flies, yep. that's what this show is about. And and for me, that's yep. like you can't you can't label that, you know? No, Mm-mm. no, just have to be encouraging, right? And mm-hmm. unsupportive. Yeah. And um, re- no, because you want more and more people to get out there and, and learn how to do the sport and and right. and feel confident in it. And uh, we didn't get it right the first time. I still no. make mistakes. No, we and d- you're still learning. Yep. Yeah, you're learning all the time. But you're right. We <laughs> didn't. It's like not. it's like when you're alienating fifty percent of the population, you're probably not getting it right. Do you, no. know, do you know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean to no. sound like a jerk, right. but but I I totally understand what you're saying. Do you spend a lot of time at the vice? I don't actually. Um, that's not a strong point for me. Okay. Uh, I need to get better at it. Yeah. But um, you know, I do have a, a lot of gals uh, gals that work for me that do, and um, so we try to be very supportive of that and do that. And I that's one thing that I need to learn to do better. But no, I haven't. Then it's not too bad as I as I should or even, would like to. So. Even in the winters up there, I'm thinking, what do you what? Okay, so you got to tell me, what are you doing when the snow is flying and everything starts freezing up? Everything starts locking up. Is that when you do kind of planning for next year? What's 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 going yeah. on right now? Yeah, yeah, totally planning. We've got our whole team here. We're doing uh, planning all week and then into the weekend, and um, just you know for the next couple of years hopefully is our focus and um yeah getting together you know celebrating with our team and then um having a little open house with our customers and just bringing it into into the new year but yeah it's mostly mostly around planning and then uh it's interesting we always say we're going to get so much done in january and it's busy right usually it shows start show season for us the last couple years we haven't had much of that so we'll that'll start back up again Oh, I hope so. So are you going to Denver? Are you going to um, yes. New Jersey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're doing Denver and Pleasanton this year. Nice. Um, and yeah, yeah, we've done Den- New Jersey a couple of times, and we're just going to try a couple of new venues. Yeah. That Pleasanton we've one done is, that's on my radar, too. Yeah. Oh, good. Maybe we'll get to meet you there. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. As far as um, what's coming down the pipe, for you with your with your business um talk to me about what you've got coming up with fishy wear as far as like is there any products you're like wow this i'm i'm so stoked this is coming out or is there anything new up and coming to uh tell us about um we've launched a bunch of new items just in the last couple of months you know with especially with 
supply chain became a bit slow. Everything got bunched up right to the end of the end of the year. Right, we tried to get it all in before um, uh, Thanksgiving, Black Friday. But so we have a, a new adventure series. We called it of bags coming out. Like all kits that all go together. So it's a tote bag and a dop kit that can also double to hold reels. A little wallet that goes with it, and then three. Um, um, kind of like neoprene or they're like a not neoprene, but it's like a clear bags that zip bags for mm-hmm. so like toiletry bags, sort of for gear bags. Sure. And then, um, oh gosh, we have a whole fleece, uh, tops and bottoms that we just came out with and, um, a new, oh, kids leggings. We had a lot of requests for, um, girls leggings. So we have the whole mom and me sector going. And then next year we'll just be focusing on more, more of the same and getting really good and deep into that. So, hmm. and then maybe a few surprises along the way. But do you do you do most of the new product research, or is there a team you have? I'm I'm always curious about that creative process. Um. So it's been a lot of just me over the years, and then uh, over the last couple of years, and then. Um, so we have a team that um, I've got all these great young gals working for me that have environmental studies and economic backgrounds. And, you know, they all, they, most of them all have college degrees and they're just, it's just fascinating to me how smart they are and creative. And, um, you know, we give them all opportunities to work on individual projects. That's what we did today. We we're assigning projects to people for the next couple of quarters and, Hmm. Yeah, so yeah, they're all volunteered. So, how important is it in your mind to get kind of the team on board with your kind of mission? Like, as far as like you know, this is what we got going on. We're trying to work on this, and, and relaying that to the to the team. Um, it's really important, and so we try to make sure we're really good in communication, and that you know, my end goal is that I take care of them for the long term, right? And that, you know, try to help them. We do a lot of goal setting with them individually as well. I help them with that. Hmm. Um, so that, you know, they think about their future and, you know, saving money and planning for, you know, longevity for themselves, right? right. Not just in the here here and now. So we have a lot of conversations about that. We have a lot of conversations about culture and mood. <laughs> culture, <laughs> hold on, culture place. and mood. Yes. Explain. Um. Well, it's important to me that you know there's a certain there's there's a certain mood in the office, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So that yeah, right, and that um, I don't accept uh, bad bad attitudes and drama. (laughs) No drama and no bad attitudes. So I made that very clear. I like that quote: "No drama and no bad attitudes." Yeah, that's no, no. Do you know what's no, funny? That, so. I, I, I had somebody ask me the other day, what do you look for when you hire somebody? I'm like, attitude. It's like you can have the best yeah. resume. You can have the best resume yeah. in the world, but if you got a bad attitude, <laughs> go work for someone else, right? right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, and so it's really about, you know, the, the selves that they are, right? And that they're... They care about each other and, um, you know, it's not all perfect and you're going to have little yeah. bumps along the way, but they need to be respectful of each other and, um, mm-hmm. you know, their mood impacts the rest of the group. So 
How has COVID affected you? I mean, being in Alaska, I'm just throwing this out there. In my mind, I would say it's probably less than New York City. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Like, how how has COVID affected what's going on with your business in in Anchorage? Um, um, you know, I would say that um, you know, uh, COVID's been way worse this year for us than it was last year, uh, as far as a community mm. uh, impact. But um, <clears throat> you know, as far as the fishing industry in general, I think it's been very strong. Uh, growth for our industry and that's been good maybe not as much in on the trip side i think that's that got um yeah you know impacted a bit towards the end of the season when it got you know worse with outbreaks but overall i would say that the uh yeah it's been good good growth uh for the industry in general so yeah Yeah, well and that's to to a person that's what i've been hearing it's like you know, mm-hmm. two, if you look back two years, uh, Linda, this is like, you know, where's the safest place you can be? Well, with space, with outdoors. It's like, so what yeah. we all do makes a lot of sense to kind of, not only is it a safer space because there's less people, you know, you're, you're, it's good for the psyche. It's good for the mental kind of psyche. You're getting that space mm-hmm. and kind of getting away from all the crap that's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I mean, people, there was so much pent up demand. They're like, let me out. Yeah. <laughs> me yeah. Out. Hello. <laughs> yeah. And we had a lot, we had a ton of visitors from out of state coming because Alaska's, you know, maybe they're not comfortable traveling internationally, but they consider Alaska kind of like international travel. So they were coming up <laughs> yeah. visiting. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's one couple that came in they were adorable they got married and their first stop was she on their honeymoon i'm like are you kidding me wow. you just got off the plane and you stopped here first that's cool and they're like yep we're going fishing and we wanted to stop there first and i'm like oh my gosh that's just the best story ever that's cool like, oh, How, i know you feel that a little bit cool. of responsibility with that <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. That's cool. No, so we, we, yeah, we, we made an Instagram wall to welcome all of our um, visitors. And yeah, so yeah. We're, we're trying to make it fun to come into our space. So I, I want to ask you something that um, I always like to ask fly fishers on the pod. Is there anything kind of weird that's happened to you in your time on the water? Anything wacky? whether it's a wildlife encounter. So think of all your times, spent out <laughs> fishing. <laughs> Here we go. Um, if, if, think of all your time spent fishing the last few years in Alaska. Like, is there anything weird that's happened to you that you want to share? Mm, I mean, it's usually around bears, right? I mean, that's our weirdest thing mm. or the thing that's a, that can be, you know, a little uh, unnerving at times, but Luckily, never, nothing's ever happened, but we've had them push us around, and you know, depending where you are, uh, you know, they can uh, get a little testy. But never had to deploy bear spray or anything else, so that was good. But I had one time, my friend and I were fishing on the Little Coo on Western Alaska, and the guide went down the stream to go look for more trout, and uh, I've gotten a fly 
caught in the bush and I'm trying to get it out and it was on this embankment and all of a sudden these two brown bears came right up over my head and they're ready to come down over the embankment right where I am and all I could do was scream bear <laughs> scared them so bad they turned around and ran the other way perfect I was like holy cow it, oh, if you had to give a little piece of advice to a customer that's listening in the Laura 48th and they're coming up to see you what would you tell them? What do they need to pack? Is there an attitude they need to have? Um, just in, enlighten my listeners a little bit. If if we're coming to see you up in in Anchorage, Alaska, an area to chase some rainbows or steelies or whatever, um, is there any piece of advice you could give? Like maybe pack this or don't pack that or. Well, you know, depending on the time of the year you're coming, but it's always layers, right? Um, unless, I mean, the fall is, that's a whole different story. But normal fishing during the summer, it's just lots of layers, rain gear, waders, depending on what you're going after. If you're, you know, salt water for halibut, then just rain gear. If it's fly fishing, you know, all of your gear, but just lots and lots of layers. Because it could be, you know, sunny and 70 or 80, or it could be, you know, 30 or 40 and blown sideways and raining. So, uh, yeah. yeah, anything from tank tops to wool to fleece. And yeah. I always bring puffy pants to wear under my waders because I'm always cold any time of the year. <laughs> uh, it's a little insulated pants that I wear. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's, yeah, but I'm always cold. What, what about on your and, feet? What, what are you wearing on your feet these days? Are you wearing like, uh, it, Felt waders, you're wearing uh, grip gripper kind of shoes. What are you wearing? Um, well, we yeah, we can't have felt up here, so uh, it's normally going to be um, you know rubber the neoprene or the rubber soles um, with spikies, uh, or yeah. I'll just get white grippers and put over my boots and just do it that way. Yeah. Works also, um, and then I just wear like socks. I probably my favorite are the Silson uh, wool socks, the thick, yeah, fluffy ones. Can I ask Those you a stupid, great. stupid For... question? Why can't you wear felt? Um, it's just a, a regulation here in Alaska for really? invasive species. They don't want you bringing them in from the states to Alaska. Yeah. Okay. Did not know that. Yep. Cool. Mm -hmm. So, um. Anything you got coming down the pipe this winter um, before I let you go, you should tell us about, like, is there, are you doing any shows in the, you know, um, December, January, February, are you guys, you guys headed uh, south? What's going on there? Yeah, we have some shows coming up. We're going to be doing um, the uh, Denver show, um, which is February, I think, this year. Then there's the Pleasanton show. Mm -hmm. um, we're probably going to do... Um, um, uh, um, after or the show uh, in the fall in October, which was postponed this year, uh, we may do OR. I'm not sure about that yet. And there's there's a few others, so we'll, ha we'll probably have those listed on our sites. Um, we also have a sister company, Women's Fly Fishing, so we have a bunch of trips lined up for the year. And, and I kick February off. We're doing boat fishing oh. in the Bahamas, so no. or in uh, and Andros Island. Yeah, we have a group of ladies. Uh, going bone fishing um wow. in february so you're yeah. killing me so you're killing some, me yeah i know i know i know that's oh. gonna be really fun <laughs> that's all 
That's awesome. With Janiki Lodge. Yeah, Janiki uh, has Alaska Lodges, and then they're also on uh, Andrews. So well, we're looking forward to that. So. We'll have fun with that for sure. Yeah, um, thank you. You know, thanks so much for taking the time tonight to chat with us. And uh, I hope people will check out, you know, after listening to the pod, um, Fishy Wear and Women's Fly Fishing, which is an educational outdoor travel company. Linda, thanks so much for, for doing what you do and, and taking the time to share your, your story with us today. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for letting us chat with you. And any questions at all, just give me a call. We, we will, for sure. We've been chatting tonight with Linda Leary, CEO, founder of Fishy Wear out of Anchorage, Alaska. Th- thank Tika for setting this up, hey? She um I will. <laughs> she fired me a few emails and and we went back and forth and I know I know we uh it was a timing thing but but thanks so much for doing this. Oh no. Thank thank you. I know Tika's awesome. I'm just so lucky to have her. Linda also has uh women's fly fishing and educational and outdoor travel company. Thanks so much for tuning in this time around. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by theflycrate.com. Thank you for listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Your feedback matters. Let us know if there's a person or topic you'd like discussed. Email us at mark at flyfishing97.com. Until next time, tight lines and we'll see you on the water.